This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, Now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the Boone Podcast. I'm Brett Boone, and today on the program, I'm joined by a five-time All-Star and a member of the Angels Hall of Fame. He won 200 games in a 17-year career and was the one-time battery mate of my pops, Bob Boone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Finley. Chuck, thanks for coming on the program. Well, thanks for having me, Boney. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. I, yeah, wanna... I remember that, that back ahead. in the day when your dad, I mean, your dad was the first catcher that ever caught me, and I was I was like the wild thing. I mean, he was the only one that could tame the Mustang. I mean, he, he taught me so much about, pitching and and just how to calm down but i was a mess you know it's funny and, and it and it is funny because we ended up playing years against each other it's always funny to me when you know i grew up in this world obviously dad played for so long that through my whole childhood dad was in the big league so it it was fun for me being a little kid running around that all of a sudden i'm facing these guys and not only was it cool but it was kind of strange too i remember uh, facing Finn and I'm going, well, I was, I was in high school when I, when I, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was running around Anaheim stadium, but then it becomes surreal when we're facing each other in the big leagues. Uh, I remember my first, my first game against, uh, 
when Brett Saberhagen was pitching because saves would take me out. I'd go visit, I'd go visit uh, Kansas city when dad was playing with the Royals and saves would say, Hey kid, if you ever make it, he goes that first AB, I'm going to give you nothing but four seam heaters down the middle. And he, st- <laughs> he stuck to it. I ended up. Oh, he did. Up. It changed his mind. <laughs> he stuck to it. And he goes, he goes, I did my part. He goes, it's over now. Now, now game on. And, and uh, no, but cool, cool stuff like that. I want to ask you a question. If you remember, you probably don't remember this. This is 1993. You're with the Angels. I'm with the uh, Mariners. And I was the heir apparent to to Harold Reynolds. He was the the Mariners second baseman for years and years. Right. And it was the first year Lou Pinella came over from the Reds. And Lou and myself early on, boy, and ended up being one of my favorite guys on this earth. But early on, we butted heads and and we would fight and he always tell you know he was an old school guy. So so if you're hitting second in the lineup and somebody leads off with a double, damn it, you get the runner over. Right. So Chuck Finley's pitching. I think we're at Tempe Diablo. It's my first at bat in spring training. My first time Lou's gonna watch me in a big league game situation. And I think somebody ended up somebody was on second base when I came up, no outs. And I can hear Lou behind me. And he says, uh, son. Uh, now, now get the runner over, and I think you, <laughs> you throw me a fast one. You know how the 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 swings you see when guys trying to get them over. It's that over inside the ball, and and I and I shoot it over the the Angels dugout or the the first base side dugout, first pitch heater. Now you're one of the few guys, and I'm going to talk to you about this later. That had a left-handed fork ball, so I'm still sitting in my mind thinking, all right, Lou's telling me to get the runner over, get him over. You hang a fork ball to me. I think it's a fastball. So I go with that. I'm going to hit this ground ball to second base, but I'm out front, but I stay back long enough and wham, <laughs> I hit a bullet as hard as I can hit it. Gary Gaetti's playing third base, stabs it, doubles the guy off second base. Now, <laughs> as a young player, I'm sitting there thinking, I just hit the crap out of that ball. Hey, that's a good thing, right? A bullet. And I'm coming back to the dugout. and You know, I got the old guys, Jay Buners at the top step. Booney, you hit the shit out of that ball. The, 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 you know, pats on the back. And, and Lou comes up to me and he goes, son, he goes, you really hit the shit out of that ball, didn't you? I said, yeah, Lou, thanks. You know, I think he's going to congratulate me. He goes, now get your ass down the left field line. Get your sprints in. When I tell you to get the runner over, get him over. <laughs> I'm shell-shocked. I'm in left field running sprints. And and kind of like I'm in Lala, I I don't know what to do. Like I'm in tr- I'm already in timeout, and I just got here, and me and Lou aren't friends, and he hates me already. And I remember the uh, the the fans over the fence saying, "Man, you must be a really good if you only need one at bat and you get out of here." And I'm just saying to myself, "No, you don't understand. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with the stripper." But that was Chuck. I've told that story so many times. Finally, I get you on. I wanted to to run that by you. Um, you know, what's funny about Lou is that when you'd see him sit over there in, in the kingdom, he would sit over like he was in a lazy boy with his legs crawled, spread out, hands sitting on his hands, just tapping his heels on the bottom of the thing, looking at everybody chewing his gum. You go, that's got to be the coolest manager in the history of the game, because I don't think anything would ever rile him in person, because maybe behind the scenes he got crazy, but. You know, when umpire didn't do anything right, I, I thought it was hilarious that time that Lou pulled his hamstring when he kicked his hat. <laughs> Chuck, I, I've got, when it comes to Lou, it's like I could sit here all day and all night and tell you stories. And I only played with him for, let's see, what, three years. 
I've got more stories about Lou Pinello than anyone in my life. And, and I was with the man for three years. Like I said, to this day, one of my ended up being one of my favorite people in my life. Uh, our, our, <laughs> you know, our relationship went from turbulent to, to kind of better to unbelievable uh, the second time around for me in Seattle. But what, a, what he's one of a kind. Yeah, no, I always loved Lou because he, he, same guy every day you saw him, you know, you didn't play right for him. You're not going to play. And he wants you to have fun and give it all you got. That's the way he played. And I, I love playing against him. I had a chance when I was a free agent, I talked to Seattle and went up to Phoenix and Lou was there with, I don't remember who the GM was at the time, but uh, Lou was a man, a few words, you know, he, he said what was on his mind. If you want to play for me or you don't, that's it. All right. We'll see you guys later. And I'm like, where's he going? He goes, I'm going to play golf or something. I don't care. That shows you really you're not that really important to him. <laughs> he and, and I could imagine being a being an opponent coming in on the on the uh, on the other team. It's like what's Lou gonna do tonight? It it was yeah, yeah pretty awesome. Uh, you came up in '86. You mentioned the top. Uh, Bob Boone was your first catcher, and you said you were wild. You came up and you and you got put in the bullpen. You know, it's fast forward to 1989 is where you kind of come in your own and and kind of establish yourself as a starter. You make your first All-Star game. But tell me the process from 86 getting to the 88. You're you're a full time starter with the with the uh, with the Angels. But tell me the process. And. uh, Just from that 86 to 89 transition, we all go through one. Uh, You went through one as well. Right. Yeah, well, I got. I almost made the team, which is crazy. I only had like 30 minor league innings uh, pitched, and I was as raw as they came. I mean, you put a saddle on me, and I'm going to buck you off as much as I can. But Bob was – he was one of the uh, better influences. Him and Mike Witt really kind of kept me on the team in 86 and 87. Um, Bob taught me about pitching. He just – you know, I was a thrower back then. I th- probably you know today's gun it would probably have been 96 but i was you know back then it was like 93 94 92 depending but i was clueless about pitching but he kind of taught me the ways but my first big league start was uh or game was in detroit in anaheim and they brought me in team op brought me in to face lou whitaker and lou obviously never heard of me seen me or what because I, I was only about five days into the into the roster and uh so Booney walks out to the mound, and I, I just couldn't believe how bright the lights were because I came from, like, Clinton, Iowa, where I was pitching in front of 450 people, like, two nights before. And I go, wow, Booney, you look really close to me. I might throw it right through you. He goes, hey, I just want you to calm down. and We're just going to play a nice little friendly game of catch. So I said, all right, and I couldn't even spit. I was just – I was so nervous. And then uh, I heard Bob squats down, and Lou looks at him. I think Bob told me later, he goes, who is this guy? And Bob goes, he's – name is Finley. We brought him up from a ball, not high. A he was like low. A that was really hard. He has no clue where to go, <laughs> where it's going. And I remember Lou looked at me and he kind of tapped the bat and he took about two steps back in the box and said, okay, let's try this. My first pitch, I think I almost took his head off. But he like looked at me and goes, this is going to be trouble. But he finally got me going and kind of taught me, uh, you know, just about the, the ways of how to get guys out. And, and to answer your question about how did I get to 89? Well, I think they uh, envisioned me as being a starter and I just didn't have enough experience. So toward the end of 87, I went to winter ball both times in the winter and tried to develop a third pitch. And then it just wasn't working. I just could not get the feel of a changeup. And then Joe Coleman, 
who was our bullpen coach, told me, he goes, instructionally, he goes, hey, why don't you try this? Why don't you try splitting your fingers? And all I want you to think about is arm speed. And I said, okay, that's it? And he goes, yeah, just try it. So I threw about five of them. I said, is that it? He goes, that looks pretty good. He goes, just keep doing it. So long story short, the split finger fastball was what really uh, made me from being a borderline middle reliever slash specialty lefty to, uh, you know, one of the top pitchers in my time uh, in the league because I just needed that third pitch. And uh, it just transformed my whole life. But uh, it was a really, really interesting process. I mean, to go down to Dominican, I'm, I don't know if you played in the winter league balls, but just spending three months down in Dominican and Puerto Rico, I mean, it was – I loved those days. It was fun. I wouldn't want to go back, but I loved those days. They, they were meaningful for me. You know, when you talk about your split and, and you talk to other hitters, especially, I'll try to explain to the audience as good as I can listen to the Boone podcast. Uh, Chuck was known. He had a split. And what was so rare about that is a lot of righties had splits. We faced right-handers with splits all the time, so we're used to that. As hitters, we don't like dealing with the unknown. Chuck Finley, split finger fastball, something we don't see every day, and it kind of throws us off. We're not – we don't train for that. It, it's almost like – and I try – when people ask me about how unique you were, and, and I faced you later in my career, not the same, but it's almost like Trevor Hoffman's changeup. Trevor yeah. was a right-handed that his main out pitch was a changeup. Back when we were playing in the 90s, the early 2000s, it was very rare for a righty to throw right-on-right changeups. So when, when Finn comes in, oh, that's that split. We never see that split. It was different to us. It's foreign. We don't like that as hitters. Uh, the only <laughs> other guy the only other guy I know that had one, and, and other guys had a variation. You know, t- turnover, change up, it's a split. No, that's yeah. not a split. A split is a split. Jeff Facero had a split. Once yeah. again, very unique situation. When, you, when you're when you one of few, uh, I think you always have a little bit of advantage. And I was just interested how much you thought that played into your career, obviously, and, and your success, obviously, from what you said, uh, a big part of it. Oh, very much. I mean, I like I said, I'm being totally honest. I'm not going to kid myself and think. I would have struggled with two pitches. I mean, it would have been very tough for me to – to pitch in the big leagues, especially, you know, back in the day when I pitched, guys would they would wait you out and they would work counts. So the more pitches they saw of me, the the worse it was for me. But you know, it's funny is that uh, my split was kind of like I would always thought that if I was a GM, I would always try to throw out of my five starters, I'd try to throw a middle guy in there who had a knuckleball. You know, I always thought that screwed teams up for a couple of days. You know, I used to watch a couple of guys Springer we had on our team that was a knuckleball guy. But I used to watch guys come up to the plate on that knuckleball and just get in the box, the, deep in the box, away from the box, get on top of the plate, scoot up. I mean, it would mess with their heads for about nine innings. And all of a sudden you throw somebody like a conventional pitcher behind him, you go, wow, it took these guys a couple of days to come out of the fog. But I know what you're saying about the fact of, of a lefty having a split, but kind of a unique situation. Yeah. Um did you handle the knuckleball good? Not really. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a couple close your eyes and swing and hit a homer moments. But right. believe me, when if especially if I felt good at that particular time, if my swing was on time and I, I've got to fake, face Wakefield tomorrow, I'm thinking, oh, why is he's got to screw everything up? Because it doesn't matter how well, <laughs> how well you're swinging. The knuckleball, yeah. it, it's such a wild card because you have no idea. You can do everything perfect, put a perfect swing on it, and miss it by a foot. That's just the nature of the knuckleball 
times when you're not swinging good, maybe that's what you need. But it's funny you you mentioned that as a hitter, the things we try against the knuckleball. You're right. I would try everything. I'd get up in the box. And it started with me with Charlie Huff, who I oh. who's a good friend of both of ours. And uh, I didn't have much success off Charlie. Maybe I got one hit. He was my first taste of the knuckleball. Obviously, it went on the, to Wakefield. Springer uh, had a knuckleball. Candiotti had a knuckleball. But he was more of a curveball pitcher. He threw yeah. more curveballs than knuckleballs. So, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, as the season went on, I preferred not to face a knuckle. I always used to say, all right, we got a slow pitch softball game today. And I tried you know, that I, sometimes. I tried the the slow pitch approach, just put the put the bat on my shoulder and and roll with it. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I told our manager Doug Rader, who was the beauty, and we everybody that's in baseball knows Doug Rader and his personality. But I said, Doug, we'd be, have a knuckleball guy we'd be facing that day. I go, why don't you throw everybody that's hung over in the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I said, that would probably work. He goes, hell, that'd be the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough spots. <laughs> 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 